0: And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Mythbits. Welcome to the World of MythBits podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Barty, and this is episode 22, I do believe. I could be wrong. My brain's a little scattered at the moment. Uh, you'll have to bear with me. It's been a little bit of an emotional evening. I um, found out earlier that somebody that I knew and considered a friend... Um, died last night. Uh, His daughter posted a statement um, making the announcement on Facebook saying that it was due to heart complications and it was fast and it was peaceful so that was reassuring but uh, for those who knew the ever Scottish Jacques McGregor (laughs) um we'll miss him dearly. He, he was a wonderful guy. Um, when I first met him, kept looking at him and, uh, again, I know that face. I know that face. And I just, I couldn't place that face and I spent the day chatting with them and joking around with them and getting to know them. And, um, And then time went on, and I know that face, I know that face. And I guess it was maybe um, five or six months later, I was watching one of my favorite, uh, can't find anything else to watch, so I'll watch this movie because I love it, movies um, called The Cutting Edge, and it's about a hockey player and a figure skater, and the hockey player ends up going into figure skating, and I'm watching the movie, and all of a sudden this face pops up on my TV screen, I'm like, oh my god, that's Chris, and he had played, um, the brother to the, the lead character in the movie, I'm like, holy shit, now I know why I know that face. And uh, was like, well, but that's not where I know him from. He also played uh, Fire Chief in the Santa Claus. And he was in Detroit Rock City. Uh, but none of that mattered, honestly. When I met him, I didn't meet him as you know, actor Chris Benson. I met him as Chris. And then later got to know him as Jacques McGregor, his alter ego. <laughs> You'd never see him without a kilt. Uh, very rarely did I ever see him without a kilt. And his chair. He had this really cool ook chair. <laughs> and those who know him will get the ook reference. Um, and will if they listen to the podcast, we'll snork at Ook and Ook Village. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he had this wooden handmade chair that he would bring down to Drum Circle to the fire at festival. And uh, he didn't sit in that chair. That was his chair. And there was one year I remember another friend had um, made a portable pirate ship. Yes, it was, it was a pirate ship and it was built on a trailer. So he would hook it up to his four-wheeler and he would drive it to where we were camped. And that was where the main fire pit was. And that was considered downtown and Ook Village and Pirate Village and a couple of other, um, camp enclaves were Uptown, they were considered Uptown, and you went downtown to the drum circle every night, and you know, we're slumming downtown, we camped downtown because it was closer to the drum circle, we didn't have that far to go and get our drinks and stagger back to our tents every night, and um, Chris had left his, his chair, now, the pirate ship, I have to explain the pirate ship, the pirate ship belonged to Pirate Village, which was Uptown, And they would bring it down to the fire every night and show it off and then would forget it downtown. And a group of us would go to the dollar store in town and we would get a bunch of stuff and then we would deface the pirate ship. It uh, had Booty Town written on the side of it. So we went and got great big wooden letters and covered up Booty Town with downtown. And then um, we decked it out with Hawaiian leis and a great big blow-up pink monkey and um, a whole bunch of other stuff. I can't remember all of it. I think there was a blow-up alligator that we added stuff to, a little hat to it, and... The owner of said pirate ship would come down and he would take everything off and he would take it back uptown and we would giggle and snort and tell him, you know, bring that back down here. You keep that uptown. And again, every night he'd bring it back down and the next day he would come down and we would have done something else to it. Now, nothing we did to it damaged it because he did put a lot of work into it and we respected that. And, um, we didn't want to do any permanent alterations to it we were just you know having a bit of fun and Chris and the others all thought it was rather hilarious and you know always kind of wondered what they were going to come down to in the morning and this one particular morning um, Chris had left his chair down there this wooden chair and it was basically just kind of two pieces of wood set together at the perfect angle so that they made two legs and then he had a seat and a back. It was really kind of neat the way it was done. But anyway, he left his chair down at the fire. So us downtownians got together and, um, again, off we went to the dollar store and we came back and our friend Franco had made a boot, a big yellow boot out of construction paper and put it on the tire of the trailer and then we stuck a great big huge parking ticket on the side of the pirate ship and <laughs> stuck a for sale sign <laughs> on Chris's chair. Yeah, he was not happy about that for sale sign at all. Um, but it was hilarious. Yeah, that was one of my funnier memories of, of him. Now he, he always, uh, ran what we call bardic and bardic if you're a writer or a poet or um performer you know what a bardic is for those of you who are not it is um basically a bardic competition at a festival is everybody presents something whether it's spoken word whether it's reading a poem Telling a story, singing a song, performing a musical instrument, acting out a skit that you wrote, whatever. You get up, everybody gathers around in their chairs around the fire, and you get up and you perform to everybody, your, your friends, people you don't know, everybody. And Chris always ran these, and um, he had been encouraging me for a while to get up and read my poetry. I would read my poetry at Sambles and private, ga- smaller group gatherings. And he said, you should go in Bardic. You should go. Come on, come on. You're going in Bardic. So this one year I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And Chris is like, sure, you're going to do this. I'm not going to get out there and I'm not going to, you know, announce you and turn around and you're not there. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll be there. I'll be there. And the performer before me was up there doing their thing and I chickened out. And I'm like, no, 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 I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't, I, I can't, I can't, no, it's not good enough. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can. And Chris pretty much gave me this look. <laughs> he had this look and you know that if you didn't follow through, um, you, he would come looking for you. <laughs> it wasn't mean by any by any stretch of the imagination no he wasn't mean but you just i don't know you just didn't want to disappoint him so he went out there and introduced me and out i went and i read my poetry and i was not made fun of well i was heckled a little but those were my friends so you know they heckle me because they love me but yeah it, it i i stepped out of my comfort zone and there's only been two people who have ever been able to drag me outside of that comfort zone and have me stand up in front of a group of strangers and read something that I had created um and that was my friend Dana who sadly passed a few years ago six years ago now I believe and Chris um now Chris did it before Dana did And I think that's why Dana did it. But, uh, yeah, so that's, those are a couple of my fondest memories of Chris. Um, he was always there to chip in and lend a hand and, you know, his creativity for making things had no bounds. Um, My friend Amy pointed out tonight, like my Facebook right now, I'm, I'm avoiding it and yet I'm stalking it at the same time if that makes any sense. Because every time I log in, there's his face smiling and there's, you know, somebody else with another memory and I'm going, Oh yeah, I remember that. Or, you know, Oh, I wish I was there. Um, he was loved by so many. My friend Amy had uh, posted a memory um, about the trailer that he had made for our Corn King one year and his, what was it? Reduce, Reuse, Recycle, Repurpose. Um, he was very big on that. And I can't even imagine... What his wife and his kids are going through. Uh, he, they were his world. And I think he was theirs. They were such a close family. And I absolutely adored, adore his wife, Lori. She has an incredible knowledge of herbs and wild edibles and plants medicinal plants and just seeing the two of them together. it was so cute because he was this great big burly Scotsman and she was this itty bitty teeny tiny little, almost ethereal fairy like person. So they were, they were so totally opposite and yet they fit so totally well together. Um, but, yeah, logging on to my Facebook, onto my private account. Um, and I'm you just scroll through, and there's so many memories, and and fare thee wells and um, things that, you know, people, sad, he made such... An incredible impact, not just across Ontario, but I'm seeing comments from across Canada, from people across Canada that had met him and, and, um, knew him and adored him. (laughs) He, I, I said in my status, in my, uh, public account that he, has left a Scottish sized hole that will never be filled. And he was so down to earth. Um, I honestly probably would never have known that he was an actor if I hadn't have seen him in movies. And then the next time I saw him, I went over to him and I kind of slapped him in the arm and he looked at me and he's like, what's that for? And I said, for being such a dick in my favorite movie. He's like, okay, which one? And I went the cutting edge. Well, and he had stories to tell me about that movie because he, he was kind of a dick in the movie. <laughs> um, but he wasn't pretentious. He wasn't look at me. I'm an actor. He was just Chris. Just, Jacques. You know? Always had a smile, always had a joke. Sometimes he had a frown and a scowl. If he hollered you heard him. Um but he wasn't and I guess that's the kind that's kind of the thing about our community is you know a person, you know their name, you know their spirit, you know their character. But what they do for a living, what they do outside of the community, where they go to work every day, how they make their money, what kind of house they live in, where they live, doesn't matter. It really, honestly and truly, doesn't matter. Because it's who that person is, not what that person is, that matters. And I think in meeting Chris, that was one of my first big aha lessons and and epiphany moments that, you know, I'd hung out with this guy for a while and, you know, shared a horn of mead with them and laughed with them and talked with them and, you know, every time we'd see each other, he'd be over there giving Phil a hug. Hey, brother, how you doing? And giving me a hug. And I'm hugging Lori and we're laughing and, you know, dancing around the fire together and, and drumming and singing and just being. And he had this acting career and it didn't matter. It, it didn't matter to who he was, to his character, to his personality, to his spirit. Um, yeah, it didn't, didn't matter. I mean, I know people found out years later they're marine biologists or special forces or this and that and the other thing. And it's like, holy crap, I've known you for like five years and I never knew that. Because it doesn't matter. And I think that's um, one of the big things that I'm going to take away from this is that it doesn't matter that he was in this movie or that movie or had this career or that career. What matters is the impact that he had on the people around him that knew him, that loved him, that laughed with him, that that hung out with him, um, were inspired by him and encouraged by him. I'm seeing another post that's just come up from another bard and he this bard has been one who has been a bard in the community for oh God, forever. And he looked up to Chris, up to Jacques. He looked up to him, Jacques McGregor. And he admired him. And that's the thing is that people had so much admiration for him because he was what you saw is what you got. He didn't bullshit. He didn't put on airs. He didn't put on pretenses. He was who he was. Take it or leave it. And, you know, you find so many people these days, and they'll jump on any bandwagon, and they'll follow any trend, and they'll do whatever it takes to be seen and be heard and be noticed. And I'll admit, I've been guilty of that. You know, I'm trying to sell a book, so I'm going to, you know post funky pictures of myself and my best light and post a status that kind of catches attention and use maybe a hashtag too many and, and trying to create a buzz and get followers and get, you know, um, people noticing me. And I think deep down, your personality, your character is going to shine through, and your quality of character is going to shine through and that's what he had he had quality of character um yeah, he was just he was a he was an awesome person and I'm sad that I hadn't seen him um <laughs> Since a funeral a few years ago, a couple of years ago, uh, is when I saw him last. I was at a funeral. Sorry. And I'm going to see him again at his funeral. Give me a minute here. I'm trying to compose myself. <laughs> uh yeah, you're getting a a completely raw, emotional podcast tonight. <laughs> I have no script. I have nothing scheduled to plan to talk about, because in all reality, I will be honest with you, um, I've been dealing with a lot this past week, and this pretty much just was the straw. Um So I'm a little emotional. I'm very tired because I've had very little sleep, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, my daughter's emotional health comes above all else. So that's what I've been dealing with the past week and then I find this out today, so it's probably hit me harder than expected because I am already worn down and tired. No, you know what? That's not right. It hit me as it should hit me when a great life, any life, is lost. But I have regrets that I didn't make more of an effort to go to events. And, and I mean, we would exchange comments on Facebook and, and, um, the odd private message here and there. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Or, you know, I hope you didn't take that comment wrong (laughs) when he would say something on something that I had posted. Um, he would send me a message just to clarify, this is what I meant. And I'm not apologizing for what I said, but I wanted to let you know why I said it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Wasn't offended by what you said, but thank you for that. And then we would have a pretty good conversation about it. And then the conversation would bleed over onto the wall, onto my Facebook wall. Um, He always cracked a joke or two on some of the stuff that I would post and make me laugh as he did with a lot of people. And I regret not finding the time the making the means to see him in person more often. Um, to mend some fences, to be able to see him in person. See, I, I'm, I'm holding some grudges. I will admit that. I am holding some grudges. And I am holding... Some past pain that has prevented me from attending events. I am holding anger against um, a few a couple of people that have prevented me from attending events that I used to love to attend because I didn't want to have to run into these people. When the adult adult thing to do, would be to just walk away, not engage, not acknowledge. And then I could have seen all of these other people that I have missed so dearly, Chris being one of them and his wife, Lori being one of them. Um, And that's, (laughs) you want a life lesson? There it is right there. You know, make the time, do the things, tell the people because you're going to be sitting there one afternoon and you're going to get a text message, hey, they died. And then you're like, well, shit, what do I do now? I didn't, I should have, should have, would have, could have. And didn't. And I feel really bad about that. And I'm going to endeavor to try and make better contact. I'm going to try. I suck at it. Trust me, I suck at it. I am horrible for staying in contact with people. I will like your stuff on Facebook. And sometimes that's about as far as I can make it go. But uh, I clicked my phone to check to see how long I've been yammering on about my dearly departed friend and didn't even know. 26 minutes. Okay. So we got a bit to go yet. So my week, uh, it's been rough. We're waiting to hear. um, I've talked about my mental battles. And I'm not the only one. My daughter struggles daily, and sometimes it is hourly. She has severe anxiety, and she has panic attacks, which... Come up out of the blue. And people, people don't understand. Well, how can they just come up out of the blue? She was just sitting there watching TV. Oh, she was just walking home. She was perfectly fine. I just saw her a minute ago. And what do you mean she's having a panic attack? That's how they work. They just come over you. All of a sudden, you have no control. At least, okay, you can have control, but she hasn't developed that control. So, she turns to her dad, or she turns to me, and we help her through it. Um, The other night, I think it was about one or two o'clock in the morning, her best friend called me. She's having a panic attack. All right, put her on the phone. Well, she can't hold the phone because her hands are shaking so much. Hold the phone to her ear. She needs to hear my voice. So her friend held the phone to her ear. And the first thing I said to her was five things because that's what we do. That's our, that's, that's our thing. Five things. And immediately her brain goes, whoa, five things of what? Okay. Now I have your focus. Now I've pulled her focus from what's going on to me. I have her focus. Okay. Give me five colors. And it took her a few tries and she stumbled over a few of them, but I got five colors. Okay, great. Awesome. Five of your favorite things. And it got a little faster. She could name five of her favorite things. And I was actually surprised because I figured she'd name all her cats, but they were all lumped together in number two. And then, you know, five favorite memories. Like you make... We make each one harder and harder and harder. So her brain has to focus more and more and more. And for me, that's how I gauge where she is in her attack. How quick her answers are. How in-depth. Like I, one of the ones that I asked her was um, five things in my room. Now, I figured she would go dresser, bed, lamp, fan, laptop. Because those are the five big things. But she was giving me detailed, specific things like the black um, lacy thing over my bed. And she named something off my dresser. So I knew she was coming down because she was picking detail things, not the big things. She was going detail. And I talked her through it. I talked her down from it. And... And she was okay. She carried on and hung up the phone, and I hung up the phone, and then I stayed awake until she got home. And then, you know, carried on. Last night, her dad was out of town for the night. Um, He was helping my sister and my brother-in-law move into their new place. So he had to go down there, which is a couple hours away, overnight. And it was just me and her. And we watched movies together and we had junk food for dinner. <laughs> the had a girl's night and things were going pretty good. And then she went up to bed and she has a hard time sleeping. She is on sleep medication and they did a sleep study on her and she just goes under the surface of sleep. She doesn't actually sink any lower than just under the surface, she never gets into REM sleep. So she never gets that restful sleep. So that's why she's on sleep medication to help her get that restful sleep. Um, so I get a text message about three o'clock in the morning. You up? Yes, I'm up. Want to have tea? Because what she does is she has tea with her dad. Catnip tea with her dad in the middle of the night when she can't sleep and she's feeling anxious and she's feeling out of sorts and they sit and they talk and, um, unfortunately for health reasons, I'm not always awake and she's always a little hesitant to wake me. But last night, you know, she came to me because dad wasn't here. And downstairs I went, and we sat on the couch, and she had her catnip tea, and we talked. And we don't talk about anything serious. We just, you know, talked about the dog, and talked about the cats, and cracked jokes about her dad. And then we started yawning, and so it was about about 3.30. Upstairs we went, and I was awake until just after 4, about 4.14, I think, when I last looked at my phone. um, Because I wanted to make sure she was actually asleep before I went to sleep. And, yeah. So, it's hard when you see your child struggling and suffering, and you can't fix it because we're parents. We're supposed to fix it. And her dad and I can't fix this. We can be there with her and talk her through it and help her deal with each situation that comes along, but we can't fix it. So we've been waiting to hear from, um, the local hospital to see if she will be admitted or if she will be in an intensive outpatient program. So it's been a stressful week. And I was not expecting, uh, and I'm pretty sure his family was not expecting to have Chris die last night. So my heart goes out to the family. Um, I know we will all in our community greatly miss him. I can't even begin to imagine the loss that you are all feeling with his passing. Ah, uh, was a hell of a man, let me tell you. Hell of a man. Big old smile, big old beard, big old bald head. <laughs> and it's that smile and his laugh that I will always remember. Ook, my dear Chris. Ook. Ah. <sighs> I don't even, I can't even, I just, I'm at a loss. So, I don't, I guess what I want to say is tell those that you love them, whether you love them as a friend, whether you love them as a sister or brother, blood or chosen, and it's kind of funny because yesterday, um, it was yesterday, just out of the blue, I got this urge, you know, tell people, tell the people you love that you love them. So I fired off about five or six messages to people, just, you know, basic, in case you had forgotten, you are loved. Um, I got one response. (laughs) I did. I got one response from that. Everybody else just... I mean, I know they saw them. And I wasn't expecting a reaction or a response. I just wanted to let them know. And the fact that I knew that they had seen it kind of let me know that... Sorry, there was noise down the hall. I was seeing if my daughter was coming out of her room. Um, that they had seen it and the one friend that responded, uh, I knew that he really needed to know that he's been having a rough time as well. Everybody's been having a rough time. I think to quote my friend, 2019 can F off. It has not been great and it's only March. It has, has not been a great year. I mean, we've had years where it seems like one star after another is dying. And, and this year, it seems like one friend after another or, you know, a friend has family that's going through horrific things. So come on, 2019, pick up those socks. You got to turn this around, make this a better year. Because um, so far. Yeah, not liking you, not liking you at all. Uh oh, just thought of something. Um, next Sunday. Well, next. Oh, oh my God! My dog just scared the living daylights out of me. Sorry about the loud barking. Um, my daughter was actually coming out of her room, so my dog barked at her to say hello. So, that was my dog saying hello to all you podcast people. Yeah. He seems to think he's big and scary, and he's really not. He will bark, but he'll do it from behind me. So anyway, next weekend. Um, what is today? Today is the well, this will be coming out on the 11th. right, so this, you're listening to this on the 11th, on the 18th. There may or may not be a podcast. I will try and do one before I go away. Uh, My husband and I just, as you know, celebrated our 19th anniversary. And this is our third year, I think. Yes, this is our third year. Uh, we're going to a place up by Calabogie. It's in Calabogie, uh, up in the Ottawa Valley. Um, it literally is in the mountains. And there will be pictures. Trust me. There will be pictures. You will see pictures. Oh, it's so beautiful up there. And the deer and the antelope play. <laughs> It's quiet, it's beautiful, cell phone reception, not so great. So I will try, I will do a podcast, whether or not I am able to send it to Dave at the World of Myth magazine. Uh, he is the one that publishes it for the World of Myth bits podcast, um, I will try. I do have data on my phone and I do have data on my tablet. So fingers crossed. Um last year I was able they do have free Wi-Fi, but it's limited. You can only do so many things with it. Like you can't stream Move. oh well might you? We might be able to stream Netflix. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um I don't know if I will be able to send the podcast. I will try my very, very best. You will be getting a podcast from a lovely, lovely fireside seat because it has a beautiful fireplace in it. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I love going to this place. I could live there. I really could. If my writing actually paid the bills... I could live in the bush as long as I had a good data plan or, you know, internet, I would be happy because I could write to my little heart's content and send my stuff off to my publisher and he could put it out there and yeah, so, which actually I need to start doing. I need to, uh, I'm sorry. I still have not updated my website, which is at www.stephaniebarty.me. Um, it needs to be seriously updated. It's missing several stories and poetry, and I don't have the link for my book on there. (laughs) Anybody wants to help me for free? I will be eternally grateful. I really will be. Um, and you can also find me over on Facebook at author Stephanie Barty or Stephanie Barty author. I can't remember which way it goes. That's my fan page. Um, If you have to send a friend request, you're on the wrong page. Although you can send me a friend request. But the fan page, um, if you don't want to send a friend request, is under the same name, Stephanie Barty. Um, It's a picture. Side view of me. Oil lamp. The banner across the top is my books. So... Yeah, go over there and follow me, please. I need followers. Please like me. Um, you can find the World of Myth Bits podcast on Facebook. You can come check us out over there on Facebook, and I will tell you what it is as it is, my mouse grows to the top of the page. Oh, uh, I should have just hit home because now I had to go past all those pictures of Chris, and it just breaks my heart. And, oh yes, while I'm here, woohoo, three hundred and five followers on the world of myth magazine on facebook you guys freaking rock oh you should have seen me doing the happy dance i'm like oh my god we hit 300 likes this is incredible so thank you everybody we've had 12 new likes this week thank you everybody for following our page and liking our page um send your stuff in we will be more than happy to look at it Poetry, short stories, flash fiction, um I think flash fiction, sci-fi, horror, mystery, romance, fantasy, comedy, whatever, art, poetry, I think I said poetry, art, I know I said art, and I'm saying it again, art, um, send it in, you know, you never know, send it in, you never know I, we had. Um, a poet who was a little hesitant about sending his stuff. Thought, Come on, send it over. Let me have a look at it. And it was really good. It was really good. He sent over three poems and they were really good. So I chose one that I thought was the best of the three. Um, kind of, it was kind of the beginning of a story between the three. I, I kind of felt and, From that, I would like to say congratulations to Chris Bice for his poem, New Beginnings, because he actually won Member of the Month. Way to go, Chris. Round of applause. Well done, sir. Well done. And he had an incredible amount of votes. He had some really positive comments. And all from a person who was a little hesitant about sending his work. Wasn't quite sure. See, anything can happen. Have faith in yourself. Believe in your work. And if you don't believe in your work, send it anyway, because I might believe in your work. So send your stuff to S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-B-A-R-D-Y at TheWorldOfMyth.com That's Stephanie Barty at TheWorldOfMyth.com and I'll check it out. And you can check me out uh, on Twitter at Lupab You can check out the podcast on Twitter at TWOMBP and you can check us out on Facebook at The World of Myth Bits. Type that into your search engine. We will pop up. And you can follow The World of Myth Magazine on Facebook. And The World of Myth Magazine is also on Twitter. You can follow us over there as well. I do believe it's T-W-O-M-M. I don't know. I don't know. Just put in The World of Myth Magazine. You'll find us. <laughs> I have no idea. My brain's not functioning. I say that every week, so you'd honestly believe think that you know one week my brain would actually function. So yeah, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on um, Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at Lupa B. You can find me on Instagram at Stephanie Barty, author. And you can email me at. Stephanie Barty at theworldofmyth.com if you have suggestions for the show. If you want to say, hey, yo, shut the hell up. If you want to submit something to the magazine. um, Just be forewarned, if you send me a you suck email, I'm going to read it on the podcast. And I'm going to comment on the you suck. And so if you're going to send me a, you suck, you'd better spell it. Y O U S U C K. Cause if you're going to tell me I suck, at least spell it correctly. Um, yeah. So that's been my week and condolences to all the friends and family of the incredible, Chris Jacques McGregor Benson. We love you. We miss you. Go give them hell. Go run the bardic circle. Go run the drum circle. Go have a good time, Chris. All right. So I'm going to close this episode before I get all weepy on you again. And I'm doing that ugly cry that you all have to listen to. And we will attempt to talk to you next week. Okay. I am Stephanie Barty, and you have been listening to the World of Myth Bits podcast. Thank you very much, and see ya. The World of Myth Bits.